Welcome everyone. This is the DFS Bum. All right, let's get ready. Monday evening, we have a two-game main slate, so just a couple games going on. We have the Rockets playing OKC and Miami and Milwaukee squaring off. So before we get into the players here, uh, I've got some more good news to report back to you guys. Uh, I think I might have showed you this yesterday, but it started off yesterday with a nice little win, first place in uh, just a single-game showdown slate. And then, I tell you, I was close to uh, something special happening. And uh, this was the, actually, this is the best I've ever done in the main slate. I end up getting six uh, place out of 178,500 people. And uh, I tell you, um, it was like about midway, about 10 minutes into the fourth quarter, I had the most quarters remaining uh, out of anybody ahead of me too. So I, I, I had a pretty legitimate shot at taking that thing down. But um, my downfall from taking that all down end up being um, I uh, paid up to get uh, the uh, Orlando Center and uh, instead of Nurkic. And then Middleton, I didn't have enough money to buy McCollum. So had I flip-flopped that, that would have that put me right to the top. And it was kind of funny. I actually didn't think I even had Rivers in my player pool. Um, and uh, he came out and uh, did really well for me. So anyhow, getting real close with uh, taking one of those down. I've never taken a main slate down other than one time, but it was like only two games and it was like a huge tie. So it was only like $1,000. It was like a 100-way tie for first or something like that. Still nice, but it wasn't $100,000 at the end of the day. So, all right, guys, let's get into it. And then real quick, if you have not yet subscribed, please do so. I'm going to be running these stats all the way up to the finals. And so hopefully I think, um, you know, this could really help you guys get your head wrapped around these games, these matchups, particularly as we start getting into these smaller slates where we're really going to have to try to mine value and some of these guys that might come in and, uh, you know, maybe normally play 15 to 20 minutes, um, you know, just try to really see, uh, you know, that, that dark horse guy who's going to kind of come out. Although out of nowhere. So that being said, let's jump into it at point guards. We've got Russell Westbrook coming in at 9,400, 9,700 on DraftKings. He had just had his first game back, a little bit underwhelming. Um, you know, I guess, you know, what would you really expect out of it? He only played 23 minutes, 27 points. I would imagine um, they'll start to creep those uh, minutes up for him. I know in general, Houston's coach likes to play their minute, their starters, like, just kind of give them their minutes, even if it, the game is a little bit out of hand. So, um, you know, I don't know if it'll be the next game, but um, by the end of this series, I'm sure he will be, assuming they go into next series if they win, um, he'll be back to his normal Russell Westbrook ways, but not sure if it's quite there and if you want to spend that much money. We do have Chris Paul coming at 8,200 on both slates. Um, overall, he's done really well. 36 minutes, he's been averaging 37 points. It did come off a little bit disappointing game, only 26, uh, 27 fantasy points before that, 43, 42. Then he was 25 and 47. So I I really like him just bouncing back, you know. Uh, he's just too too damn good of a player. And it's very rare, it seems like Chris Paul has two poor back-to-back -back games. So, um, so let's look for him to have a rebound. Dragic. Just a good solid mid play here. He's 6,500 on FanDuel, 6,600 on DraftKings, averaging 34 minutes, 36 points. So I, I really like him at that price tag. Um, I think that's 
I mean, look at it. He's just uh, almost averaging as Paul, as much as Paul, and he's quite a bit cheaper. We have Bledsoe. I feel Bledsoe's a little bit limited. Uh, he started off the other day just phenomenal, which is pretty much normally the case, but it seems like the Bucks. I mean, they have such a deep bench. They've got George Hill, who's just, I mean, he's, hell, he's better than probably, you know, the teams that aren't in the bubble. He would probably be their starting point guard. So, I mean, so you have him coming in, and uh, you look at it, Bledsoe, 29 minutes, and Hill, like 18, so basically 48 minutes there. Bledsoe's definitely got the big-time um, potential to put up some points, like a point per minute. He's a really good player, especially for a guard. But, man, I just I don't know. Look at these games, 28, 27, 37, 25, 26. So he's consistent, that's for sure. And when it's a two-game slate, you know, a lot of times when I talk and other people talk about these uh, DFS folks, we're always talking about getting the value, trying to get maybe that six or seven times value. And we obviously still want to get value. But on a two-game slate, I think we are at the same time, too, really looking like raw points as well. Um, so just kind of keep that in mind as you're building your lineup. So, and like I say, you have Hill. He's 4,400, 4,200 on DraftKings. Um, speaking of value, he's a guy. He pulls a, you know, gives you like the... 24-point game in that Orlando series. Um, that was like the last game or the second to last. Then he had uh, 27 points. Um, so if he gets you that type of production at that price tag, you know, that could definitely be enough to put you in first place. But unfortunately, he has an 8-point game, a 13-point game, and a 17-point game. So um, Chris Nunn, I don't know really what the hell's going on with him. He didn't even play. Um, the first three games, and he came in and played 14 minutes and had about 14 points. So, you know, I, I don't think I'm going to buy any of him. I'm just going to – the the coach alluded to them needing depth at that point guard and that he would be playing later in the playoffs, but I, I kind of want to see it first. You know, if he gets another game or he's out there playing 15, 20 minutes, I'll probably start to incorporate him. But for Christ's sakes, like, I mean, the guy should be priced under $4,000 um, for, like, I mean – for that I mean, it's fucking ridiculous uh that price tag so that's kind of the thing it's like shit dude i'd take george hill over him because they know for a fact george hill is going to play 18 to 20 minutes you know so um and then from there rivers and <laughs> like i said normally i was like yeah discount them and uh when i was building that one lineup i i must have gotten to where fuck i must have just had like just that much money left over and just said fuck it and went with them and picked them up so the good thing about those guys is they're so damn cheap. You know, if he gets 23 points, that was like seven times value for him uh, with his price tag the other day because I think he was like at 3,500. Uh, so anyhow, um, yeah, and he's 3,800 on FanDuel and 3,600 on DraftKings. So might be a, a low option, but again, with Westbrook, like I say, I, I'm surprised I even did that with Westbrook coming back. I, I really am. Um, but anyhow, as you can see, um, that wasn't the guy that caused me not to win it, and then I still got four grand out of the deal. So those guys can come into play at times. All right, going over to shooting guards, we got Harden coming at 11,200 11, on FanDuel, 11,300 on DraftKings, but averaging 55 points. It'd come off 43-point game, so with Westbrook back, I don't know. You know, he only played 28 minutes, though, too. So just keep an eye out on that situation uh, with him. In, uh, and then with, uh, with Miami here, we got Jimmy Butler. 8,500 on FanDuel, 8,100 on DraftKings. And, and let me back up, I guess, with Harden real quick. You know, normally that 55-point average, that's not going to cut it 
if he's paying eleven thousand price tag, because um, that's not even five times value. Um, well, I guess it, it would be about five times value, but normally you need like six to seven times value uh, overall for your lineup. But again, as far as raw points, he could be in the play, but he is getting pretty damn expensive now. So anyway, I just want to maybe kind of finish my thought on him. Uh, Butler, just good solid option, 38 points. He, he's kind of like that, that guy that you figure most nights is going to go off, give you a decent night, not quite as expensive as the top guy, still a little bit pricey. Um, but there's a lot of shooting guard options here. Gilgis Alexander, horrible game, uh, not even 10 points. But if you go back and you look at him, other than the first game of that series, he had 35 minutes and 17 points, 37 minutes, 43 points, 48 minutes, 54 points, 43 minutes, 40 points, and then this this game here. So I'd probably expect a bounce back game. You're definitely capable of getting in the 40s. And honestly, I, I, I mean... Going back with Butler, for example, he had 51 points, 36, 49, and then 17. And, uh, I mean, he doesn't have quite as much upside, but to pay potentially 1,000 or 1,200 more, I don't know. You know, I, I think Alexander's due for a bounce back game. Middleton finally had a pretty decent game, 44 points, played 33 minutes. Um, Miami is a affordable appointment, uh, opponent for them. You know, with that Orlando, it was it was just really overmatched, and then I even having um, what was it, Aaron Gordon or Jones? The their big man for Orlando was hurt. Their power forward. Um, so anyhow, um, I just look at this being a good series, and not their potential not to really have blow ups. So I, I do like guy like Middleton, and you're getting him on Fanduel only sixty eight hundred. That's a really nice price. Seventy nine hundred DraftKings, a little bit expensive expensive there. Schroeder was having a hell of a game and he got kicked out. That was kind of weird situation. And uh, man, they, you know, they've been really refereeing some of that stuff pretty damn tight with all the texts and kicking out and everything. Before that, I mean, shit, dude, he had 25 points in only 20 minutes. Before that, 33 points in 31 minutes, 45 points in 39 minutes, 22 points in 31 minutes, and then 10 points in 31 minutes. So the first couple games were rough. And then since then, he's been tearing it up. So that's another guy that's been playing some good ball. We've got Harrow coming in, uh, Miami, 5,200 on FanDuel, 5,500 on DraftKings. He's averaging 27 points, 32 minutes. Good, solid mid-tier option there. Uh, his backcourt mate there, Duncan Robinson, 4,700 on FanDuel, 4,900 on DraftKings. He's averaging 25 minutes and 19 points. So you probably, you know, if you can probably, you know, range it, you'd probably try to go for Harrow. If you can, um, if not, you know, I mean, Robinson is pretty solid, but there's just more upside uh, with Tyler there. Iguodala coming in at 4,200 at FanDuel, 3,500 on DraftKings. Last game out, he did put up 25 points in 26 minutes. He had been averaging 26 minutes and 16 points for that first playoff series against Indiana. Yeah, I don't know. You know, I do like the DraftKings price, though, for 3,500. I mean, he could easily come in and get you 20-some points. Like, I mean, if he's doing that on that type of price tag, uh, DraftKings, though, that 4,200, yeah, fuck that, you know. He, he should be under four grand. so I would uh, fade him on FanDuel, but if you play both sites or DraftKings, yeah, I would definitely consider him. Connington, you know, 4,100 on FanDuel, 3,800 on DraftKings. He had, like, that 37-point game, the second game of the series, and then since then it's 7 points, 9, 11, and 10. So I haven't been playing the dude. Um, 
you know, other than, of course, I played him like the game after he blew up. But I've pretty much kind of faded him. Um, of course, I say that. Watch him, you know, go off tomorrow. Uh, Matthews, you know, and actually, too, I mean, if you're going to play people, well, you know, Kyrie has been playing 21 minutes. Again, on 3,800 on DraftKings, same thing with Matthews. Like, I don't want to go DaVincio, but some of those guys that are real cheap there, um, you know, Matthews, uh, he had a 20-point game there a couple games ago. First game, about 20, 21 points. So, I mean, if those guys are getting you 20 in the low 20s at that cheap of a price tag, it's actually a pretty good deal, especially if it allows you to buy up at some other positions. Um, and then, like, Dort, for example. Now, Dort is only 3700 on FanDuel, 4100 on DraftKings. So, he's playing 30 minutes a game. So... Same thing with him. He did come off that five-point game, but before 19 points, 27 points. So, and here's the thing too: is even if he goes in there and throws like a, you know, 14, 15-point game, it's not like it's going to kill you. You know, you're not going to take first place down, but you can still definitely cash on that lineup too. So, um, and then there's Corver and Mclemore. I don't know. You know, they're they're not even really getting consistent minutes. The same thing with that Davinci. It's like we're at this point now where we can get guys that are at least going to give us 20 guaranteed minutes. You know, so. That's that kind of mindset. Of, like, if you're not going to get that, then fuck them. Um, all right, let's go into small forwards here. Giannis, uh, of course, averaging 58, 59 points, coming at 11,500 on FanDuel, 11,400 on DraftKings. Um, so basically, him and Harden, I would probably go with Giannis maybe a little bit over Harden, just particularly with Westbrook coming back and how things might look there. Um I just think, again, like with Giannis, uh, I think it's just going to be a good series, and I don't really see that blowout ha happening. So he'll probably, you know, maybe play closer to those, like, upper or, like, the low to mid-30-minute range, not like that 28-minute range, you know, with that 52-pointer. Um, yeah, that would be a little bit underwhelming for him. Uh, we've got Gordon with Houston coming in at six grand on FanDuel, 6,100 on DraftKings. And he came back for the playoffs, and I mean, I, I really kind of overlooked him, and he's done really well. That first game, he had 30 minutes, 28, 29 points, then 32 minutes, 32 points, 41 minutes, 31 points, 31 minutes, 33 points, 32 minutes, 34 points. So, I mean, he's like right on that five-time, you know, just consistent as can be. We have Gallinari, on the other hand, he's 5,500 on FanDuel, six grand on DraftKings, he started out really strong, 39-point game, then 22, then it went to 30, and then it was 13, and then 7. So, yeah, you know, not really excited about him. Um, yeah, and I, I don't know, that last game that Baisley came in and really uh, took up those minutes. Um, yeah, we'll get to him in a sec. Uh, you got Daniel House Jr., five grand on FanDuel, 5,100 on DraftKings, but averaging 26 points, 34 minutes, but with him, you know, with Westbrook coming back, I think he was a guy that went to the bench, if I remember correctly, where you can see he played 28 minutes, 38 minutes, 41 minutes, 38 minutes, and he went down to 27. Before that, the points were 17, 34, 26, 31, down to 20. So I'm thinking, like, you know, his his value is probably trending downwards. we got Jay Crowder, 4,700 on FanDuel, 4,500 on DraftKings, 25 minutes, about 23 points have been averaging. Good solid play. Really on that first game, he played 25 minutes and 13 points, but then after that, 24 minutes, 27 points, 27 minutes, 28, 25 minutes, and 22. So, again, 
the guy in there is getting you that, you know, five to six times value. Derek Jones would be the deeper dive. We're going to probably go down there with Miami. Super cheap. Um, Baisley, like I would mentioned, though, he came out and gave you 25 minutes, threw up about 28 points, only 3,600 on FanDuel, 3,800 on DraftKings. So I think that's a legit flyer to get some value. Um, I wouldn't like bet the farm on it. Uh, going back for that series, he'd played 17 minutes, 19 points, 13 minutes, 8 points, 13 minutes, 10 points, 18 minutes, 12. And he finally got that 25 minutes and about that 27 or 28 point. And the startup, he was actually playing rather well on that too. So if he is out there getting minutes, he's definitely a guy I like. But again, um, just I would, like I say, like if you're doing like a lot of lineups, I mean, I would try to get some diversity in there too, just so in case he does shit the bed or doesn't get those minutes that didn't like just destroy your whole day. All right, power forwards. We got Adebayo here coming at eight grand on FanDuel, 7,700 on DraftKings. It's averaging 40 points, 34 minutes. So just good solid production there. And then from there, we start to have pretty st steep drop off. Cummington's coming in at 5,600 on FanDuel, 5,800 on DraftKings. Really busted out that last game, played 31 minutes, had almost 43 points. Before that, he had only, you know, his 30 minutes, 18 points, 27 minutes, 23 points, 19 minutes, 20. 34 minutes, 26, and finally, boom, blew the roof off his value there. And then green, um, you know, what is nice with green there is his price, 5,100 on FanDuel, 5,400 on DraftKings. Not necessarily that the price is all that great, but what I do like with Westbrook coming back is if you look at his minutes, he had 32, 37, 38, and then 31 and 30. So even with Westbrook back, he still get went out there and gave you 30 minutes. Um, you know, is he going to go back and give you like that, 30 mid 30 plus again I, I probably wouldn't really plan on it but as you can see i mean if he goes and gives you mid 20s upper 20s especially when we're dealing with a thin power forward group because i mean the reality is is like i think a lot of people i mean i think my strategy was really going to be like let me lock on a at a buy i'll probably take noel and williams and el soba just take them right out of my player pool um, again, these are some flyers that are real cheap here, but you're not even getting that 20 minute threshold that we we're kind of at least looking for if we're gonna take that flyer. So my mind would be like add a bio and then just, you know, just like for every lineup I can make with Covington, maybe try to make another one with green. Um, you'll be able to fit some of the similar players in. I've never, I've not, I've specifically went out of my way not to play like Covington and green together. Um, tomorrow, I don't know. Maybe I would consider it um, just because we're so fucking thin at power forwards. But normally, I, I wouldn't do that. Like, if it's in a three-game slate or there's better options because, like, what's the chances of them both going off in the same game? It's pretty low, particularly, like, and I would never, if I did have those guys partnered up, I would not have, like, Gordon or House in that group, you know. If you do have those guys partnered up, I think it's still okay to maybe have like Harden or Westbrook, but I wouldn't probably because I just don't really see like all three of those guys going off uh, on the same team in the same game. Uh, just probably there's only one ball in 48 minutes, you know. So, uh, all right, centers, um, pretty underwhelming. We've got Brook Lopez coming at 5,700 on Fanduel, 5,300 on DraftKings. He averaged 25 points, 30 minutes. Steve Adams, 5,500 on FanDuel, 5,800 on DraftKings, averaging 26 minutes, 29 points. So, you know, flip a coin on those guys. And then from there, we got Tucker 
4,200 on FanDuel, 4,300 on DraftKings. And, you know, his performance, I mean, it doesn't blow the roof off, but if you did want to buy down in a spot, he is playing 33 minutes, averaging about 21 points. So if you go here, you know, 21.8, 21.5, 18.6, 22.7, 19.2. And like I say, main thing on that last game, he did only play 21 minutes, which, you know, that might have been some of the deal with Westbrook coming back. Um, so, yeah, that's interesting. I guess I didn't really see that because before that, he played 34 minutes, 30, 43, and 37. So, again, I guess it's one of those situations. Like, if you were to play him, I would, I definitely, and that's another thing, too. I wouldn't, like, go Tucker and then having Covington and Green. That just doesn't make sense to play those three together. Um, you could have, and honestly, uh, I don't know if I would probably even play him in the same lineup with either of those guys, but I don't know if I'm going to even have Noel Williams that will solve in there. So, I don't know. Just buyer beware. He has a cheaper option. And that's the same thing as like Olenix not getting you those guaranteed minutes. Uh, I don't think he even played the last game. Um, actually, he made. I may have forgot to update that. But, you know, I probably did, to be honest with you. I think that's why I highlighted it. But before, if you look at that, 13 minutes, 12 minutes, 13 minutes, 14 minutes. And uh, I did only have four games. So he's only averaging like, yeah, 15 points. So even if he did play that, I don't think he really did a whole lot. Robin Lopez is, hasn't even played the last two games. So, I mean, honestly, I don't even know why I'm fucking around, even wasting my time keeping track of his stats. But anyhow, so that's pretty much it. Um, I tell you what, since it is two games, um, you know, I'll just talk about the showdown real quick. I get a lot of questions on that. I'm usually pretty, do pretty well with those, those single-game slates. So that's going to be Oklahoma and OKC playing that later game. Um and basically, my and I I just play it on Fanduel for the most part. I don't really play on DraftKings, but what I like to do in those games is go and I'll, I'll take like Harden and my MVP spot. And I don't know if Westbrook's quite ready for it. I might just lock Harden in there. It depends. And then the second tier of the All Star, I would have that grouping of Westbrook, Chris Paul, and Gilgis Alexander. Um, along like with, uh, yeah, those those guys. And then when I get down into that uh, pro slot, I would still have Westbrook, Paul, Alexander. And then I would expand that list to maybe include a couple other guys like, like Schroeder possibly, maybe Covington. So that's, I guess, the, just, just some ideas if you guys do play that single game slate. I basically, for the most part, is my MVP are like the top two guys that I think are going to be the top two main scorers. And usually when I'm playing these two, I'm, I'm doing multiple lines. So I'm not just doing like one like lineup. But, so my top spot has basically got the top two scores. My second spot will have those two top scores. And basically the, the second top scores in line for those teams. And then that third spot, I pick up like, I just build that group. So it's nothing really like phenomenal um, or like earth shattering as far as strategy but it's a consistent approach that I do. And then with the utility spots are left over, I basically just try to buy like the starters that will still fit in there or guys that are getting me at least like that 20 to 24 minutes. And I rarely chase down like, like some of those like guys like DaVincio and Ilasova, things like that. You know, maybe Marvin Williams, um, if he's real cheap or something like that in some cases. Um, and then on, I, and that approach really should work on DraftKings as well, other than the way that they multiply the salary is a little bit different. So that might make you, um, you know, try to find more of a mid-tier guy 
Whereas in FanDuel, like your MVP needs to be the high scorer of the game or you're not going to win, period. Um, I mean, it, statistically it could happen, but reality is it's like not going to happen. Whereas that's not necessarily the case with DraftKings just because of how they do it. So just a couple quick thoughts on that uh, single game slate there in the showdown. Um, you know, since we're only playing, um, it's just we're kind of limited in the games that we can play tomorrow. So, all right, guys, um, go out, kick some ass. I hope that uh, some of the winning rubs off. And like I mentioned, if you're not uh, part of uh, the group yet, please subscribe. And then uh, let's fucking rock out and get some wins all the way to the finals. And then uh, I also I also do football too. So I'll probably be having uh, that football video come up. It's like it's creeping up on me. Um, I've never been so unprepared for my fantasy football draft. Me and my buddies. Uh, Got one uh, coming up. Was it Thursday? Man, because like normally this, there's no basketball going on in the summer, so I need to uh, get my shit together as far as that stuff is concerned. So, all right, guys, kick some ass, and I will see you tomorrow. Peace out.